podcast, Mike's getting tipsy He drink a lot of beer and he drink a lot of whiskey When he's not doing that, probably watching wrestling Talking about the beers and it's so interesting Mike's on the line with Bill Alfonso End of the day, he be cleaning out the tacos No better podcast if you ask me Getting worked, you could leave off the last G Driving in your car, getting worked Slacking at your job, getting worked the DMV getting worked in the VIP getting work out getting work getting work get getting work 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 people of the internet getting worked is back this week to celebrate AEW All Out in its second year, we're going to go back in time to an interview that I conducted with Brandy Rhodes in the fall of 2018. This interview took place right after the uh, pre-sale for tickets for the first event that the quote-unquote elite put on, All In which was them rolling the dice with their own money and some sponsors in Chicago, putting on a pay-per-view. Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page. Uh, So this was the precursor to All Out. This was the precursor to All Elite Wrestling. This was before any of that. This is an interview with Brandy Rhodes about what it was like starting that first pay-per-view, the tickets going on sale, the height of Bullet Club mania. Ladies and gentlemen, this week on Getting Worked, I present to you a classic interview I pulled out of the vault featuring the one and only Brandy Rhodes. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Mike, and I'm very lucky today to be sitting here talking to the one and only Ring of Honor superstar, hell, Women of Honor superstar, the one and only brandy Rhodes, how are you doing today hey mike i'm doing good how are you very well very well so i had this entire thing set up to talk to you about that i had ready for a few days but you seem to be part of a big bomb dropping yesterday on twitter oh uh, what was i what I, well remind me what happened yesterday well yesterday we announced i'm uh, recording this on monday but you just announced yesterday that june 8th you're gonna be in flip gordon's corner Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so here's here's the thing. The plan is, uh, I, I don't know what Flip is talking about, if, if he's trying to give me extra time or whatever, but I should be cleared by doctors by then, so I shouldn't just be in his corner. I should be on his team. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, because you you, you're coming back from an injury recently, right? Right, right. Um, and uh, I was given a four- to six-week window from my surgery date as to when I could be in the ring, and um, that falls in that window. So it's really just kind of up to the doctors uh, as to whether I get the okay or not. Um, you know, of course, that's a few weeks out, so I hope I feel better than I do right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's very possible. So I'm planning on being there. So I hope he, I'm hoping that he has a plan B in case, but I think the in case is very small. Ah, so you guys are calling yourself Team Friend Zone. Yeah, that's that's the new that's the new name. 
that's what we're going for. Uh, it was kind of more my idea just to push the platonic elements of our relationship. Um, I am hip to Flip's little crushes and whatnot. You know, Flip deems himself a bit of a ladies' man, but I, I'm a married woman. I'm very happily married, so I, I figured a, a name like Friendzone would really drive that home for him, that he is my absolute best friend, but nothing more than that. <laughs> Well, that's true. And bringing you mentioning you being married, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is you're the one and only person carrying on the Rhodes name. <laughs> that is true. At the current conjecture, yes. What What does that feel like to be 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 married to your husband, then looking at turning around and really in, in the business sense, he's he's not Cody with the last name. You know, he, with you, he's announced as such, but. What, what is that like going from starting off the two of you, you were in WWE, to looking back at it at this point, you're the only one wrestling with that last name? Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, I've gotten used to it. Um, you know, at first it was kind of weird being the the only one holding the name. Um, but you, you, get, you get past it pretty quickly because Cody has made such a, a brand for himself that he, he really doesn't need a last name. He's kind of... Um, Madonna right now. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you know who they are and, and you know where they come from, but once you build yourself, I hope I can build myself to that level to where, you know, I'm just Brandy one day. I, I kind of did it with Eden, but it was it was kind of a sly attempt to lose the last name because I just didn't like it. <laughs> so was that your call to lose the last name? Yeah, I mean, I never officially lost it, but I pretended I lost it, and it worked in some senses because, like, my trading card came out finally, and it just said Eden. And I would just tell everybody that I could um, in production and things like that, oh, just put Eden. Oh, it's just Eden now. And it never was officially just Eden. I just worked that up. <laughs> and so it worked um, enough that I was able to get it in the books and, and the, the trading card. Well... Coming back to that with the, with the Rhodes thing, how often do people do the voice to you? Uh, the Dusty voice? Yeah, is that like is that like an Never. everyday thing for you? Really? No, no, no one ever does it to me. No, I think it's because they know that um, you know I'm not going to do it back. Yeah, um, I've, I've been pretty public in saying that I, I don't I don't do the impersonation. So I think uh, I don't know if people maybe think I, I don't want to hear it or what. It, that's not the case. I just I just definitely don't do it back. <laughs> So, could you take us back and give us a little background on your wrestling training? Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, so, my tra uh, wrestling training dates back to the days of FCW um, in Tampa. Uh, I started training there shortly became before I became a ring announcer. Um, but uh, that was my initial lead-in to the wrestling business. I, I was always meant to be um, a wrestler, to be a diva. Um, when I was hired, th those were the terms. But, um, you know, I feel like, I, I, I don't want to bore you, but I feel like I've told the story a thousand times. It's, that, it actually, uh, it's been so long, I forgot the term diva. You said that for a <laughs> second. I had to be like, oh, yeah, that's what they used to call them. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just happened to be available at the right time to announce at one of the FCW live shows. Um, actually, I think it was a TV taping. Uh, no one wanted to do it, and I thought, well, that's silly. You're going to say no to a chance to have your face out there, even if it's not exactly what you want to be doing. Isn't that the name of the game? Stand out. So I went ahead and did it, and, um, you know, it, it went well. 
and I was encouraged always from that point on, hey, you've got multi-talents around here, so make that known and make sure that, you know, people, people know you can do these things and they know you can do them well, which is great advice. Um, in the process, though, you can get kind of stuck in that position if you do it well enough that people don't want to change. Um, so that ended up being my, my issue as far as being able to get into wrestling because people ask all the time, oh my gosh, well, you know, why didn't you, why weren't you wrestling before? And it was because I had a different job. And um, a lot of times it's hard to convince people to change that job if they're happy with what you're doing. I think it's the same in the corporate world as well. I hear a lot of times about people being like, ah, oh, I really want that promotion, but they're so happy with me here, they're not going to let me go there. So, um, you know, it's all very similar. And a lot has changed. Like, I, as someone, I have a nine-year-old daughter. And one of the things, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you was just the fact of how much things have evolved. There was like a nine, ten-year period where there were maybe th- two or three female wrestlers that, you know, as a father, you could look and you'd, <laughs> you'd be all right with your nine-year-old daughter going, I want to be like that person. And But now it's, it's it, there's a, there's a, countless amount of female performers not just even in the big company like they like to take a lot of the credit for starting it but now you are on a billboard for a show that just sold 10,000 seats and that's mainly on that's all based on the wrestling and the days are gone of you know everyone always talks about oh remember the bra and panties matches but just of only more of only just the role models i feel like now it's like you've got these women's wrestlers who are purely based on their talents and what does it what does it feel like to be part of that new wave uh you know it's cool to to be coming along kind of in a generation of wanting to show more for females than just hey we're here look at us Um, You know, I I come from both worlds, so I I don't have any uh, disdain for for the past at all. Um, You know, when I was hired, I'm very candid about the fact that I was hired as a model. I was scouted from my modeling agency. Um, They had no idea if I had any athletic ability or not. They didn't even know if I could speak publicly or not. They they had no clue. They saw a picture on a page and they said, her. that's a world I come from. That's a world I understand. It's a cold world, um, but it's a harsh reality. And, uh, you know, I, 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 there's, there's no shame in that for me. Um, but it is cool to see it evolve so much to where we can now start challenging ourselves. Um, you know, I've spoken before about sitting in on meetings in my early years where you weren't allowed to throw a punch. It wasn't ladylike. Um, but yet, and still, we're wrestling. So I don't know how ladylike that is. <laughs> but, um, you know, we've come such a long way to where things like that don't matter anymore. And um, it's, it's really cool to see everything evolve. And we're still in a process of evolving. So I'm sure we'll go many more places. But um, it, it's nice to be a part of this generation where kind of anything goes. People of the internet, I'm here to talk to you about our wonderful sponsor, Manscaped. Here's the thing. 
every single person out there talking about Manscaped is going to talk to you about the Lawnmower 3.0. Every single one of them is going to let you know that it's a third generation trimmer featuring a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents thanks to Manscaped's advanced technology. It's the most guaranteed way to make sure that you got no nicks on your dick. It's gonna be the most smooth shave for your balls with advanced skin safe technology. Now when I say this motherfucker's premium, it's premium. Just like everybody else out there on the internet. Every other podcaster sponsored by Manscaped's gonna be talking about the Lawnmower 3.0. But I'll tell you what, I wanna talk to you guys about the formulations. If there's one thing that's part of my routine, it's my Manscaped formulations. From top to bottom, from head to toe, from eyeballs to asshole, ladies and gentlemen, Manscaped has me covered. It's become part of my fucking routine. I get in the shower, I'm lathering up with that crop cleanser. It's my hair, it's my body, it's my balls, it's my butt crack, making sure I'm clean from head to toe. You know, getting out of the shower, towel off, hitting myself up with that ball deodorant, that crop preserver. God, that feels good. Without ball deodorant, my day goes really shitty. If my balls are sweaty, I'm not feeling right. If I'm not feeling right, I'm not working right. If I'm not working right, I'm not recording this podcast right. I'm not bringing you wrestling right. It all starts with my crop preserver. It all starts with that ball deodorant. Couple spritzes of that ball toner. Man, that crop reviver, that's what keeps me going. That's a little bit of a spritz. Maybe I come back halfway through my day, hit a couple, little bit of dabbit dabs of that chap. That crop reviver knows the jam, guys. Get out of there, finish washing off, drying off. Next thing you know, hit the feet with that foot duster. Making sure, because I'm an old man. I'm coming up on 37 this year. I don't like to wear socks. I wear shitty shoes that don't require socks. But I got my foot duster. A little bit of that refined cologne. Make sure I'm smelling fine. Ladies and gentlemen, Manscaped has you covered. And you can go now to manscaped.com using my promo code GETTING20 for 20% off and free shipping. Get your balls right. Get your body right. Get the foot duster on. Spray a little bit of that cologne. Be smelling fine. Smelling like citrus. Smelling like wood. Smelling like a million bucks. Manscaped.com. Get your formulations on. Everybody's telling you to trim your balls. Only Mike's going to tell you to rub something on there to make them feel good. Go to Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with my promo code, GETTING20, now. You also have uh, are a holder of the DDT Pro Ironman Heavyweight Championship as well. Um, yeah, how did that ever happen? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are your opinions on intergender wrestling as far as the future of that with bigger promotions? Are we going to see things like that at all in? Do you think? I'm, yeah, I don't know if you, you're not going to tell me for sure. But is do you see more of that becoming a mainstream thing? Um, I think it's definitely going to become a mainstream thing. I think with the everything goes with popularity, and currently it is very popular uh, to see intergender wrestling. Um, some people have hard stances against it. Some of them I understand, but it is a thing, and it is very popular. Um, it's also not a coincidence that you started seeing more, you know, mixed tag action just to kind of 
wet the feet in that direction of how is it received. Um, that that stuff is all all very much thought out, I'm sure, and you know calculated, and and you know on some levels you you definitely have people who have to be introduced to that and gain an understanding for it. Um, but at the end of the day, if we're we're going to continue to push an agenda that everything is equal and everyone is equal. Um, you know, Daniel Bryan would face Kane, so why couldn't Brandy Rhodes face Daniel Bryan? Um, this is where we're at, so <laughs> you got to put up or show up at some point, and uh, I think more and more people will start putting up in that direction. I'm a big fan of intergender wrestling. Um, I've, I've learned a lot from it, and um, I, I'm actually extremely, extremely comfortable with intergender wrestling. Um it, it, probably, I would say, as crazy as this will sound, um, when I find out that I'm doing intergender wrestling, it's kind of like a, uh, a refreshing moment for me because it's like, oh, great, oh, this is somebody that I've definitely not faced before, and I know that they do this and they do that, and this is going to be an opportunity for me to see how I fare with that. So, um, I, I really like intergender wrestling. I think it's very cool, and uh, I will probably always continue to do it you actually do fare very very well i've actually seen you chase a man with an axe before away from a wrestling <laughs> ring so that, that was a that was a rough day that was a good show though that was a really good show i think that was uh, the columbus show that you guys just did on the ring of honor tour in the last the last one i believe uh, yeah, yeah it was Cody's yeah. first blood match yes yes it was it was absolutely yeah that was an awesome show so can you uh, tell me a little bit about your experience on WAGS? I actually was looking that up, and the longest time I, I I knew you were on WAGS, I didn't realize S was part of the uh, anagram. I just assumed, oh, it was wives and girlfriends. I was like, okay, just anybody, you know, any wife and girl. I was like, oh, sports people. Yeah. So, <laughs> how how did they approach you to be on that? Um, it was very random. Um, they, I guess, had been in the final stages of casting for it and at the time I was working on a completely different project that was going to be on a completely different network and like couldn't be any more polar opposite than hey Brandy will you hang out with a bunch of housewives and listen to them fight <laughs> with each other um but uh you know it, it just ended up being one of those things that timing was everything and it, it ended up working out and you know Cody is from Atlanta, um, was raised here, and was, at the time, very enthusiastic about going back to Atlanta, and that came up, so it seemed like the natural thing to do to, to head back this way, and, you know, nothing makes more sense than having work somewhere, so <laughs> you, you usually go where the work is. Um, so, yeah, Wax was, uh, was an interesting time for me. I won't say that it was a... a, a negative experience because um i got along with everyone i wasn't around as much as everyone so i guess i didn't have time to get on people's nerves and them to get on my nerves and all of that um because i kept my normal wrestling schedule and everything so a lot of times the girls were texting me and saying like hey when are you going to be back we've, we've been filming all week we haven't seen you and i'm like oh i'm in europe um so uh you know it, it, it was a. Uh, my my intro to reality television. Um, I don't know that I will do reality television again, but I'm not against it. Which 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 is more random, wrestling or reality television? Reality television, definitely. 
Definitely. You could probably handle anything that comes at you in wrestling a lot better. Well, you know, it's just wrestling, you, I guess you learn to understand what's expected. Yeah. And in the reality realm, you never know. It could be anything, you know, any, any day of the week, any agenda. There's, you know, you, you just really don't know what's, what's happening on the day to day. Definitely. Now, we were talking, I brought up All In before. Um, I'm sure everyone's been asking you, but this this is shaping up to be the biggest independent wrestling show of all time. Uh, where were you at during the ticket sales? Because I know it was probably, if, 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 at least on to the fans, it felt almost like that Kentucky Derby feel. <laughs> we're, we're watching, we're watching, all of us are watching. We're like, hit it, go, go, go. Everyone get your tickets. Like, hurry, hurry, get to 10,000, get to 10,000. Was it, was it like that for you? You know, I, I, I was at home because I'm hurt right now. So um, I was actually just hanging out in the living room, um, beginning my stages of feeling better. And um, I remember, I guess, realizing very early in the situation that this was going to be like a gangbuster sellout. And instantly, I remember feeling bad for people <laughs> because I was like, these people are sitting up trying their hardest to get into this room to be able to purchase these tickets and half of them aren't going to be able to do, to do it and not for lack of trying. It's just so much traffic. Um, so, you know, I was trying to tweet and <laughs> just tell people that, hey, you know, hang in there, keep at it, you know, I hope you get it. Um, and uh, it was just a really cool moment to see how quickly things went. Um, I was on the every 10-minute um, updates, and w when I got the first update uh, in 10 minutes, the amount of tickets that had been sold was insane, and I was like, oh, this is going to be over with within the hour. And sure enough, within the half hour, it was over. <laughs> I remember seeing I, the room I was in, two other people were trying to get them at the time. I remember looking around and just the, the, the hope, the hope. The one got really excited and you just saw another person's hope just get crushed. And I just remember, this, oh, oh, just that dichotomy of two people in the same room. But then luckily, I guess something happened. There was a little moment where he got right back on, got tickets. So I saw, I saw three sets go right in a row, mine and two other people in the room that I was in, um. But it's shaping up to be, like I said, the biggest independent wrestling show I think we've ever seen. Uh, what all can we be expecting from you out of this one? Do you have any dream opponents? Is there anybody you'd like to get in there with? Well, here is, here is the thing that I see discussed a lot on um, Twitter, is whether or not I'm all in or not. Because I haven't really said. I mean, I'm, I'm all in on a business sense, but... Um, am I all in as far as the show goes? And um, that is something that's still being discussed. Um, obviously, if I do compete with um, Flip Gordon, I will be, whoever wins is all in. So I'm definitely going to then be competing if I end up winning with Flip. That, that I mean, we, we stick by our rules, so that will be that. But at the same time, um, in the terrible case that I'm not able to help Flip win, and this poor guy is still not all in after all of this time, which would be a tragedy. Um, you know, I'm, it's still something that's up for discussion. Is it? Is it something that I want to compete in? Um, not for lack of 
wanting to be a competitor on the show, but for lack of positions on the show. There are a lot of women that deserve to be all in. A lot of them have been announced already. Um, I don't want to automatically secure my position in a match if it doesn't make sense. Um, or if there's someone else that I feel like I really want to be in there instead. I wouldn't just throw myself in because my husband's running the event. I don't think that's fair. And I, I don't like how, you know, people, some people just, it's a given. Oh, well, you know, my dad's doing this, so I'm going to be a part of it. Um, I can be a part of it behind the scenes in a major way if I want to. And, of course, I'll probably be there for Cody in some capacity. Uh, he's taking on the NWA uh, title match, so he may need me in that sense. Um, and if he does, of course, I'm there. I'm always there. So, <laughs> um, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see. We'll ha just have to see what happens. We will have to see. Hopefully, you end up being all in. Hopefully, well, we'll see if Flip Gordon gets all in too. But <laughs> poor guy, right? It's it, it's 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 kind of his Lord of the Rings saga a little bit there for a moment. <laughs> Just a really long walk to Chicago. He might have to turn back around and go back. To, oh, anyway, no. But <laughs> <laughs> once again, I want to thank you so much for coming on, Brandy. This has been awesome. I really want to thank you for being here. People of the internet, another week of getting worked coming gone. Make sure you like and subscribe, leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Instagram at Getting Worked with Mike. Follow me on Twitter at Getting Worked. Go to gettingwork.com. Go to Manscaped. Use my promo code Getting20 for 20% off and free shipping. Get your balls clean, internet. This has been Getting Worked. Good night. drunk we marked out we'll see you next week this is platinum max signing off getting worked there's no g in get except for the first g of course driving in your car getting worked slacking at your job getting worked at the dmv getting worked in the vip getting worked out getting worked Getting work, get getting work, getting work, getting work, get getting work, getting work, getting work, get getting work, getting work, getting work, get getting work.